Hello, and welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. My name is Kayla, and I am your host, and we talk about all things health, fitness, wellness, and becoming 1% better every single day. I had a crazy weekend. We are kind of doing some projects on the house this week, and one of the big projects we wanted to tackle was our kitchen. This is something that has been on our to-do list since we moved to the house two years ago. We have a lot of hand-me-down furniture from my parents when we moved into our condo a couple years ago, and I'm one of those people that I really like unique pieces, so I always want to like snag things one that are recyclable. So things that are from my family that they don't want anymore, or we like to look on like Facebook marketplace and other areas where we're going to find just like unique pieces. And I like to try and make them as creative as possible. So that was something that was on our to-do list this week was redoing our kitchen table. It honestly was quite a project. This table has actually been in my family for like 15 years. It was one of my parents' kitchen tables that they had. And then when they upgraded, they kind of just kept it around for whenever the kids moved out and to see if anybody wanted it. And I always like snag everything that they had just because they had really nice stuff, really high quality stuff. And I like to refinish furniture. So the green couch you always see in my Instagram stories that everyone's asking for is a 30-year-old couch that is a hand-me-down from my parents and I absolutely love. I'm actually trying to get it refinished because one of the cushions has a tear in it. So I'm using some like fabric from the ottoman and other things that we don't really use to try and cover it back up because we just absolutely love the couch. It's so comfortable and it's so cute. So we have a lot of hand-me-downs in our house, but I like to have really unique pieces but I also like to have like a little modern touch on it. I would definitely say we like modern and mid-century design and decor. So the goal for this table was to make it look more modern and a little bit industrial. So we ended up sanding it all weekend. And let me tell you what a task this actually was. This table is so heavy and we didn't actually really know what we were going to do with it. We just kind of wanted to see what the wood looked like underneath all of the stain and the stain color from the 90s. So it was a big task and it was a big undertaking, but we just finished it last night and put it up this morning and it looks so good. It's such an upgrade. You can go to my Instagram stories and check it out. I'll save it under the highlights so you can see the whole transformation, but we're doing a lot of transformation in our living room and kitchen this week. I ordered a TV stand. I ordered a few cabinets. I ordered a new coffee table, a new rug. So, so many things are coming in this week. We're going to hang some pictures tonight and it's just really exciting because we're going into that new season now that spring's coming. And I just always love these like transitional times where you get to kind of revamp your decor in your house, do some spring cleaning, and it just starts to feel like a different phase of life. And I am, let me tell you, done with winter. I cannot wait for spring and summer to come and to get more sunlight and more outside time. I'm definitely coming out of that winter depression area and I'm ready to move into the next season. So I'm excited for these transitions and I'll definitely be sharing them all on Instagram and social media because you guys have seemed to like the transitions that we've shown you and the transformations we've shown you and the decor we've been doing. So I'll definitely keep that up and share with you as we go. It was honestly crazy how it all happened with the decor and stuff this week though because we were going to just refinish the table and then buy some wood and make a coffee table because I had a vision in mind of what I wanted for like a coffee table, but it ended up being like $4,000. I'm not even kidding when I say like the coffee table that I saw on Pinterest and everything that I wanted in the coffee table 
was so expensive everywhere that we were looking to even find anything similar. There were a few ones that were similar that were like $800, but I still just felt like that was a ridiculous amount to spend on a coffee table, especially when it wasn't everything I wanted. So we were going to end up making a coffee table too. So I had a lot for Sean to do as handiwork this week, but then we listed our current coffee table on Facebook marketplace. It sold so quickly and somebody wanted to pick it up within like 30 minutes of selling. So I ended up literally just like taking it, dropping it off that morning and looking to see if we could find a replacement anywhere. And I just kind of was like scanning around and I remembered we had some gift cards from our wedding for Crate and Barrel that we just never used. And we found such an amazing piece that I'm so excited for. We can go pick it up on Friday and it is so beautiful. And we ended up literally not paying another cent for it after we sold our coffee table. Like we sold our coffee table and took the extra money we made to buy the coffee table to replace it and then used our gift cards. And I'm so excited for the upgrade. So we got some really good pieces this week on some really good deals, which I'm all about. I want a good deal and I want a unique piece. So I felt really accomplished this week with that aspect. But let me tell you, when we dove into the table, it was so challenging. We thought it was going to be kind of like, I mean, we were naive in the sense of thinking that it was going to be semi-easy. It wasn't necessarily too hard, but getting into the task itself was challenging. We had to get a sander. We had to get the tools. So we didn't even start on the table until like three o'clock on Saturday because I sold the coffee table and we were just kind of like running around trying to get everything organized. So it was chaos. And we ended up working on the table up until I think like 10 to 11 PM that night and then worked on all day Sunday. And then I painted the chairs and hung the light and now it's all done. So it was a very, very heavy project weekend, but I still feel excited today. I feel rested because we went to bed at like eight o'clock last night. And now I have that huge task tackled that I've been wanting to do literally since we moved in. So I'm excited that that's finally done. And I can't wait to show you guys everything once it's all put together. So for this week's episode, I wanted to kind of dive into some of the questions that I've been getting a lot in my DMs, probably since the new year. I think that this is especially really common when you are building a new workout routine or when you set new goals for yourself. This is big at the beginning of the year when a lot of people start going to the gym again and they're trying to build some routines and some structure into their workout routine and their health and fitness routine. So in this week's episode, we're diving into the secrets to building confidence and feeling more confident as well as tips if you struggle to wake up early and how to become a morning person. I heard this the other day on Instagram when I was listening to a reel of some podcast. I cannot remember the podcast and I cannot remember the guest, but they had mentioned the difference between courage and confidence and how confidence is because you've been there and you know how to do it and you kind of know what to expect. But courage is when you take that step, not knowing what the outcome is going to be and not having been there already. So it's definitely nerve wracking. It's definitely not something that's comfortable, but it is a step that you have to take if you want to see that growth. And I think that's a really big part of having confidence in a way of faking it until you make it. That is like my motto for life. You just have to fake it until you make it and get out of your own head. Honestly, none of us know what we're doing. Even the most confident people that you see on social media and see in your daily life 
don't know what they're doing and are second guessing themselves along the way. Honestly, I believe everyone is walking around with imposter syndrome and feeling like they don't know what they're doing. And that's a huge part of growing and becoming the person that you want to become because you have to step outside of your comfort zone. You have to be uncomfortable in order to see the change. And that's a huge part in building confidence. If you're staying where you're comfortable and you're not challenging yourself or pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you're not going to be more confident in especially areas that you're aspiring to be confident in. If you haven't been there and you haven't experienced it yet, like you're not going to just have the confidence because you want it. You have to do it first and you have to start taking the baby steps to become an expert in it to build that confidence. So I just wanted to like get that out of the way first because I think that's a huge part of the confidence. If you haven't done it yet, even if you aspire to do it, you're not just gonna be confident doing it. You have to do it, you have to be uncomfortable and you have to grow in it in order to build that confidence up because when you have confidence, it's you've done it before and you feel experienced in it. And also just realize like no matter how much of an expert you become, there's always going to be a little bit of that self-doubt in your head and you have to learn how to shut that off and just understand that nobody's watching you like you think they are. You are the main character of your own life, but you're not the main character of everyone else's life. And it's the same for them. They are the main character of their own life and you are not the main character of theirs. So you have to remember like as much as you feel like everyone's paying attention to you or everyone's watching what you're doing, even if they are, that's none of your business. Like, I don't think there's much more to say around that, but if most of the time they are not, you are just overthinking it. And you have to remember that whatever they think about you does not matter at the end of the day. If you know you have to take a step to get to a goal that you want, no matter how uncomfortable it is, you have to initiate that courage so that you can get to that goal and just forget about everything else. Because that lack of confidence is coming from judgment of others. It's not because necessarily you don't know what you're doing as much as what other people may think about what you're doing. You may not know what you're doing, but you'll figure it out. It's kind of just like everything else in the world. You have to do the trial and error and you have to take the steps to get there. If you don't know what you're doing, you have to take the baby step and that's how you build confidence. Now, I think there's a few things that you have to kind of have in place to have good confidence and some of those really fall in line with just loving yourself and being confident in who you are. You have to just kind of grow into accepting who you are and understanding that you're one of a kind. So there's a few things that you can do, such as practicing self-love, making sure that the words that you are saying in your head are positive and not negative. Remember that every thought that you have is not necessarily true and you need to shift your perspective. If you are thinking negatively all day long, you have a negative outlook on life and you usually have a more negative energy and personality. So the days that you have bad days, you notice I am having negative thoughts or I am not feeling well about myself. I'm not having good thoughts about myself and you are in control of that. You have to shift your perspective and shift your mindset in order to have more positive self-love talk to yourself. That's going to shift your mindset and your confidence drastically. When you tell yourself that you look good or you tell yourself that you feel good, you have that outward energy and you have a better outlook on life. The days that you tell yourself you look like crap or you don't feel good about yourself, 
you usually have that energy and you usually feel that way about yourself. Anytime you walk past a mirror in your outfits and your clothes and you feel less confident. So it's a huge part of making sure that that positive self-talk is very real and that you're constantly nixing the negative talk anytime you notice that you're doing it. And I really think that's a big thing that everyone needs to focus on in 2023. Like get rid of that negative talk to yourself, get rid of walking past a mirror and saying something negative to yourself or just saying that you don't look good in an outfit, anything that you're thinking, you don't need to say it out loud. Like find ways when you notice those moments to shift what you're saying and shift what you're thinking into a positive thing and being grateful for who you are and what you have. The other thing you have to do is surround yourself with positive people and people that you want to become. The people that you surround yourself with are the people that you will eventually become. So having a circle around you that is full of positive people who are high achievers, who have goals, who are confident and who encourage you. If you have negative people around you who are constantly discouraging you, constantly pointing out your flaws, who are telling you you're not good enough, who aren't high achievers, you are going to reflect that in a way. It's like a mirror. You're going to reflect the people that are around you. So make sure you're only surrounding yourself with people that honestly bring goodness to your life and who make you feel your best. Now we talk about this part a lot and how you need to understand what your goals are and setting goals that are realistic, but also that are still challenging. And I think that a lot of confidence or lack of confidence comes from not really understanding what you want and where you want to go. If you have a goal that you have set for yourself and you kind of understand the steps that you need to take and you are becoming an expert slowly in that goal, you're going to be more confident because you know the baby steps that you have to take. If you're setting a goal that's kind of a reach and you don't understand the little steps that you have to take in between, it's going to feel unachievable and you're going to kind of have that imposter syndrome built up because it doesn't feel like it's within reach. So you have to understand what your goals are and you have to break them down into bite-sized pieces because once you tackle one aspect of that goal, then you start to realize it's an achievable goal. And then you want to get the next step and the next step and you're slowly becoming an expert in it. So then you're slowly building confidence and that's huge in understanding how to become confident in pretty much any task that you want. If you are just setting a goal and you're not achieving it, you're going to feel less confident because you're not tackling your to-do list. You're not tackling the goal and it feels out of reach. But if you know what the little goals are and you take those little baby steps along the way, you are slowly making your way towards it and your confidence will reflect that. And yes, faking it till you make it is so important because it helps you build that confidence in the meantime, but you truly have to become an expert in it. And to become an expert, you have to do your research. You have to spend time educating yourself on it and you have to humble yourself because there's going to be failures along the way and you have to embrace those. You have to understand that you are learning from these experiences and they are opportunities for growth. And when you fail, it's not necessarily anything negative as much as now you've learned in the trial and error that's not the right way to do it. And there is a better way to do it. And now I'm going to try that way. There are self-help books. There are educational resources. There's so much available to you. And it's so important that you use those to become an expert in this. That is the only way that you will be confident in it is that you are educating yourself along the way and whatever your goal is becoming the expert in that goal. And lastly, a simple way to feel more confident is to focus on your strengths and really understand what you're good at and hype yourself up, make yourself feel confident by the things that you are good at and that you know how to do and really use those to make yourself feel more confident overall. Because when you feel more confident in one area, it translates into other areas. 
You'll carry that confidence with you because you aren't focusing on the negative things. You aren't focusing on the things that you can't do. You're focusing on the things that you can do. Honestly, confidence will take time in anything that you're doing. You have to really pay attention to how you speak to yourself and how you're setting yourself up for success. If you aren't setting yourself up through education, through research, through manifestation, through positive speaking, through the circle that you surround yourself with and the people you surround yourself with, it's going to be hard to feel confident and it's going to be hard to build that confidence. You have to take the baby steps along the way. So you're checking things off and you're building confidence slowly and you focus on those successes and you focus on the confidence that you've built. You don't focus on the failure. You use those failures to build in ways to be more confident and ways to become better. With all of that, it will slowly start to build. It's not going to be something that just happens, but in the interim, you just fake it till you make it. Nobody knows but you. Nobody knows your thoughts. Nobody knows what's going on in your life. No one knows what your goals are. Only you do. And you have the ability to reflect how you want on the outside through confidence. So fake it till you make it. Make yourself feel confident. Just tell yourself that you know what you're doing and speak positively to yourself. And you will slowly build that as you go, as long as you were slowly becoming an expert in it. Now, something that I think has really built a lot of confidence is becoming a morning person and waking up earlier. And it's not because I wake up earlier as much as it's what I do with my time when I wake up earlier, specifically focusing on not feeling stressed and anxious and overwhelmed with trying to get to the tasks that I have for the day. Instead, I have a lot more productivity. I'm not overwhelmed. I have a lot more time to focus on the things that are important to me. I feel like I have my life together because I'm not rushing into the day. And I have time to focus on manifestation and reading and self-help books and educating myself in the morning so that I have a positive and clear mindset when I go into the day. And when you have a structured and good morning routine, you go into the day a lot more confident, a lot more calm, and you have a much more productive day. The days that I'm scrambling and running around and I don't have my morning routine, I am a lot less productive. And then at the end of the day, I feel less confident. I don't feel like I checked things off my to-do list. I don't feel empowered by myself. I don't feel like I was as productive and it has an effect on your confidence. But if you are very put together, you have your morning done, you check all the important things off, you move into the day, you have good energy, you have good productivity throughout the day, you end the day more confident. And it really helps overall in building the confidence that you have because you are checking things off and you are becoming who you said you were gonna be. I think that another thing that's really important is keeping the promises that you say you're going to keep to yourself. A lot of times that's where we will fall short. You'll tell yourself you're gonna do something And then you will break a promise to yourself faster than you will with anyone else because you are the only one holding yourself accountable. If you break a promise to somebody else, somebody else is going to hold you accountable. But if you do it to yourself, it's a lot easier to kind of just let it go. But it does have an effect on your confidence. So if you're going to do something and you tell yourself you're going to do something, you need to do it because the outcome if you don't do it is that you don't keep promises to yourself, that you can't check off your to-do list and your confidence slowly starts to sink. So making sure that you are keeping promises to yourself and making sure that you are checking your to-do list off really helps in building the confidence in yourself because now you know that you are capable. And that's truly what confidence is, is just knowing that you're capable. So if you are capable of checking off your to-do list, if you're capable of waking up when you say you're going to wake up, if you're capable of working out when you say you're going to work out, you start to be more confident. You start to become a high achiever. You check off your to-do list. You do the things that you say you're going to do and you become confident because you know you can do it and you've done it before. 
That's how you build it up so that you are more confident in everything you do. So building a morning routine and being really consistent with my morning routine has helped really build that confidence. It's given me a lot more time. It gives me a lot more ability to check off my to-do list for the day. I get to do the most important things first thing in the morning so that I know I'm checking them off and I'm not missing them. And my productivity has just drastically increased, which has made me feel a lot more confident in pretty much everything that I do. Now, a few ways that you can become a morning person are to one, establish a routine, make sure you're going to bed and waking up at the same time every single day, even on the weekends. That's a great way to start. You can slowly start changing this as you get better at it and you're more consistent with it, but being really consistent with it, especially in the beginning is really important because it helps you kind of build that internal clock. I have a routine that I try and be ready for bed around eight or eight 30. Sometimes it's even earlier in the winter because it's so dark but then it gives me enough time to kind of rest and recuperate before the next day. And I kind of have that downtime where I can read and make sure that I'm getting ready to go to sleep before 10. Then I have enough sleep between 10 to five where I still feel like I am well rested when I'm getting up around five. And I've built that to the point where my internal clock usually wakes me up anywhere from 4:30 to six on a daily basis. And I even get up usually that time on the weekends just because it's a natural time that my body now wakes up and when my body naturally gets tired. There's obviously times where I will go to bed a little bit later on the weekends or wake up a little bit later on the weekends, but I know that I can shift back into that early time now that I've been really consistent with it. So even if I wake up late on Saturday and Sunday and go to bed really late on Saturday and Sunday, Monday morning rolls around and I have no problem getting up at five because I have that consistency in my routine. So it's really important to establish that routine in the beginning and be really consistent with it. So that way you have that basically just kind of ingrained in you. You want to build that internal clock and it takes time. So if you're waking up currently at like 10 a.m., just start going back in 30 minute increments. So wake up at 9.30 the next day and then at nine the next day and so on and so forth until you get to that time that you want to wake up and be gracious with yourself in this time because it is a lot in the beginning and it's quite a shift. But the better you get about going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time and doing it consistently, once you get through that hard point, it starts to get easier. And then you kind of build that internal clock. We're at a great point to start doing that too, because we're moving into spring and summer when there's more daylight. So it's a lot easier to start building that routine than it is in the dead of winter when it's dark and cold. And it's really unmotivating to be up during those hours. But I truly think that a successful morning routine comes from the night before. So making sure that you're avoiding caffeine and alcohol and all the things that are going to disrupt your sleep at a decent time. So like I don't have caffeine past noon. I try not to have anything that's caffeinated at all in the afternoon. And I try to make sure that I am giving myself some time to rest and stop thinking. So I will not be on my computer right before bed if I can prevent it. I'll make sure that I'm not scrolling mindlessly and keeping myself up at night. Like anything that you know is going to keep you up is going to disrupt your sleep. So try and really set yourself up to wind down at least an hour before you're ready to go to sleep 
and avoid those distractions that are going to keep you up. So that way you can get a restful night's sleep and then wake up more rested in the morning. So some things that I personally do, I like to wear my blue light glasses most of the day because I have a lot of screen time, but also at night, especially once it gets dark, I always have my blue light glasses on when I'm scrolling, when I'm editing, when I'm watching TV. And then I also like to have some tea before I go to bed, probably like an hour or so before bed so that I have some time to like relax and unwind. I also like to read a book. So that usually helps me fall asleep and it helps me stay off of my phone. When I'm on my phone scrolling before bed or when we're watching a lot of TV, I will be on my phone one, just mindlessly scrolling and it's later than I think it is. Or if I'm watching TV, it's just not as restful. So I try to limit that as much as possible and really get myself ready for sleep at least an hour before I'm ready to fall asleep. Now, this one personally works for me. It might not work for everyone else. I like to make sure that my space is clean each night. So after dinner, I spend at least 30 minutes to an hour just cleaning everything up so that I wake up to a clean space. If I wake up and I have dishes to do or I left the kitchen a mess or it's just really messy in the house, it always adds to my to-do list in the morning. And I really like to spend that time one going to the gym and working out, but also getting ready for the day, getting some time to read, making sure that I can kind of just set myself up for the morning. So that's the best way to make sure that my morning is structured. And then I'm going to be able to check everything off, just creating that clean space for the next day. And I probably vacuum much more than most people, but I constantly am vacuuming, especially since I have that Dyson. I literally vacuum probably every single night because I just hate having a dirty floor and it makes me feel so much better about my space when it's clean and I wake up to a clean space. Like I personally like to clean on Thursday nights before Friday so that way when I wake up on Friday, I go into the weekend with a clean house and it is just the most relaxing feeling. So you have to do things that set you up for success for the next day, whatever that may be. For me, it's definitely making sure that I have a clean space. Lastly, know what your morning routine is going to look like. So make sure you have the most important things done first thing in the morning and have something to look forward to. Know what your day is going to look like. Set your workout clothes out. Have everything just ready to go. Put your book at the right place so that you can grab it if you want to read in the morning. Just make sure that you are setting yourself up for the next day and that you know what you're going to do when you wake up. If you have a to-do list and you have it structured out, it's a lot easier to wake up because you know that when that first alarm goes off, you need to get up because you basically have to use all of that time and utilize it wisely. And one thing I heard recently too, is when you have an alarm go off, make sure you're not hitting snooze because of the way that your body needs sleep. I think it was Mel Robbins that said it, but it was like your brain sleeps in 75 to 90 minute cycles. So when you hit snooze, you're actually going to be feeling less restful because you're giving yourself only a couple minutes, but your body's trying to shift itself into a sleep cycle. So it's better to wake up and get up on your first alarm than to snooze and five minute increments because then you wake up less restful. So practice getting up at your first alarm and try to avoid snoozing as much as possible. It truly all comes down to structure and just being really disciplined with yourself. Motivation is going to die off. Motivation is not going to be the main thing that is going to get you moving during the day. That's going to help you be consistent and that's going to help you feel confident. It is going to be the dedication behind what your goals are and knowing that you have to do it and do the work in order 
order to get there. So be patient with yourself, but truly be dedicated to the goals that you set for yourself and keep your promises to yourself. If you say that you're going to do something, do it and start working towards achieving it and becoming better at it every single day. We are all about the 1% better every single day around here. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next week, we are going to be talking about building summer bodies in the winter. This is truly one of my favorite topics, so I look forward to chatting with you guys next week, and I hope you have a great week. You can find all of my links in the show notes, and I will talk to you in the next episode.